Ranking the Sunbelt East quarterbacks. It's Locked On Sunbelt. You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Dave Schultz, Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. All right, we'll rank the uh, Sunbelt East quarterbacks here momentarily. We'll preview the West, I'm sorry, Wednesday's uh, Sunbelt basketball action. To, uh, what's happening tonight, actually more games tonight than Thursday. And the better action is actually on Saturday. There's not that many. I'm not sure if there is a good matchup uh, Wednesday or Thursday. And then we'll look at the Sunbelt attendance. Some is very impressive. Some not so much. So we'll see uh, about that. All right, let's uh, we rank the Sunbelt uh, West quarterbacks. Not sure we got too much pushback from that. That's interesting there. And you got the whole Jaden Delora situation. He very easily could be uh, the number one quarterback if things work out over at Texas State. All right, so we have some... Uh, the Sunbelt East quarterbacks, just like the Sunbelt West, we're not sure who's going to be it. Like, we don't know if Goose Crowder is going to be the Troy quarterback. We don't know who's going to be the ULM quarterback. <laughs> you know, and right now, Georgia Southern and Georgia State are in the same boat. Georgia Southern has Dexter Williams. He transferred in from Indiana. But I got the Georgia Southern quarterback or the Georgia Southern roster, which hasn't really been updated because Davis Brin is still on there. But this is what they got. David Dallas, six foot, 200 pound redshirt freshman. So there'll be a redshirt sophomore. You got JC French, 205 pound redshirt freshman. You got Kobe Walton, a freshman. And you have Colton Fitzgerald. Now on a different podcast, they suggest Colton Fitzgerald will get it. He's a redshirt sophomore. So he's been in the program. Uh, for a little bit, and apparently uh, started out at Boise State. Uh, Bo Allen was there, and then he wasn't. Bo Allen came from Kentucky, and apparently he's gone back to Kentucky. He was the redshirt junior, and so maybe that's where Dexter Williams comes in. So Georgia Southern's QB is up for grabs. We don't know. Don't know. He was one of the guys, you know, heading into spring practice last year where, you know, Clay Helton was like, this is our guy. There's no doubt about it, all right, which is kind of refreshing. Some other coaches do that. Some others, you know, are worried about the transfer portal. But Davis Brin is our guy. Now, Davis Brin kept on throwing it to the other team, which was an issue. It was an issue but so did Kyle Van Trees. And so you got to cut down on those interceptions. So we don't know who the Georgia Southern quarterback uh, is, is going to be. Dexter Williams, you know, kind of like Tate Rodemaker had, you know, a few uh, solid group of five offers, Tulane among them. And took his best offer to go to Power 5 Indiana. You have the whole coaching change there, right? Coach Nettie is in there now. And he's been banged up. And so he's coming to Georgia Southern. We'll see what direction they go in. He is a, you know, dual threat quarterback. But Clay Helton doesn't do dual threat quarterbacks. He does pocket passing. So we'll see how that works out. Georgia State has to replace Darren Granger. And that seems to be an issue uh, as well. They have 
freshman Bryson Harrison. They got Braylon Raglan, freshman. This is from last year. So this is, you know, so they'll be sophomores. You got Mikel Colasurdo, a redshirt junior. Uh, and you have Seth uh, Griffin. That's who's there now. So those guys will be a year older. So you have two sophomores, a redshirt senior, and actually three sophomores and a redshirt senior. Do they get a transfer uh, coming in? And who's that going to be? And, you know, how are we looking for another Darren Granger? So those kind of, those grades are incomplete. JMU is, has to replace Jordan McLeod as only the Sunbelt player of the year. And they've brought in Dylan Morris from Washington. Now, Dylan Morris doesn't have great stats. A couple years ago, before Penix got there, I guess in 21, over 2,400 yards, 14 touchdowns, which sounds good, but all, but 12 interceptions. You can't be one-to-one when we're playing football uh, anymore these days, right? Two-to-one is a bad ratio these days. It needs to be, you know, three-to-four-to-one is, is really the good uh, numbers these days. And so is Dylan Morris the guy at JMU? And we don't know, right? We got a whole you know, new coaching staff there. We're waiting to hear from Bob Chesney. Hopefully he'll, he'll hop on here uh, sometime. Uh, we may get him this week and play it for you next week. We'll see. Cause we'll now we'll, we're into the basketball deal, but uh, we, we, we don't know about JMU. All right. So really Georgia Southern, Georgia state, JMU kind of incomplete, right? They're all kind of tied for fifth or tied for seventh, which or tied for sixth, whichever way you want to do it. Right. Or I guess tied for fifth, right? We, we just don't know. Okay. So these are the these are the guys that we think are going to be the starting quarterbacks. Uh, Marshall, we're going with Cole Pennington, obviously, and he's going to come in fourth. All right, the um, legacy quarterback, if you will, with a thundering herd, was up and down uh, last year. Um, pretty inconsistent. Can he be the guy? All right, he'll go through spring practice being the guy, uh, and again, heading into fall ball last year. Uh, Charles Huff was saying, Cam Fancher's our guy. All right. Now he's got to earn it. He's got to keep it, which he did not during the year and also got banged up. So we'll, and then he transferred to FAU. So Grant, uh, Cole Pennington certainly going to have every shot to win this job. Is he going to be the guy? And, you know, what happens if he isn't the guy, right? That's going to be the only problem. You know, they want, the fans want him to play because he's a Pennington. But if he doesn't live up to dad, which is not fair, uh, it's going to be an issue. So, you know, Charles Huff in a little bit of a tough spot, but he's going to do what's best for the program. Um, so Cole Pennington's number four. Okay. Uh, Old Dominion Grant Wilson also had an up and down season, right? Led them to wins over, uh, what, he had a win over, I think, App State at home and the Cajuns at home. And then, you know, should have beaten Wake Forest at home. Also, you know, with a huge QB draw to get, uh, you know, ODU to their sixth win. A very thrilling victory on the last play of the regular season. Uh, Ricky Ronnie's wife jumping into his arms. Not Grant Wilson's arms, but Ricky Ronnie's arms. It was, it was fantastic to see. Uh, and then they had the meltdown in the bowl game. So Grant Wilson, number three. Uh, certainly going to be able to build on what they did this season. At, you know, what a huge jump again. Old Dominion's over under was like one and a half to two. 
Like he would, they were not supposed to be any good this year. And to think that they won six ball games, went to a bowl game, you know, gave Marshall all they could handle, uh, really looking up for old dominion. And so Grant Wilson is number three. All right. Dave Schultz locked on Sunbelt, your team every day. Let's move this along a little bit. Number two is going to be coastal Carolina's Ethan Vasco. Uh, he was the third string quarterback when the season started. Uh, Grayson McCall and Jared Guest get banged up. Ethan Vasco is your guy. He leads them to a bowl victory and Guest transfers out because they're going with Ethan Vasco. So Ethan Vasco, number two. Uh, this gentleman, the number one quarterback in the Sun Belt East, who may end up being the number one quarterback in the Sun Belt in 2024, is App State's Joy Aguilar. Comes in, I guess, six plays into the season and only ends up being the newcomer of the year for uh, the Sun Belt. Has an outstanding season, leads App State to a bowl victory. A couple of tough losses, right, to uh, Coastal Carolina, to North Carolina, uh, Wyoming, I think. And then, you know, some so some tough losses, but some good wins. And, you know, you can't say enough about Joy Aguilar. It's clear he's the number one quarterback in the East. He may very well be the number one quarterback in uh, the Sun Belt. So, Joy Aguilar won for App State. Coastal Carolina's Ethan Vasco, number two. Old Dominion Grant Wilson, number three. Marshall's Cole Pennington, number four. And then, you know, JMU, Georgia State, and Georgia Southern are incomplete because we don't know who they are. So they're tied for fifth. We don't have any idea who they are uh, just yet. We'll see if Dylan Morris can take that next step for JMU. You know, Bob Chesney's a good coach, so we shall see how that goes. All right, let's take a timeout. We'll preview Wednesday night's action tonight happening in uh, the Sun Belt. We will do that after this. When I get the chance to tell you about FanDuel. The NFL regular season has wrapped up. It is championship weekend. Baltimore hosting Kansas City. San Francisco hosting Detroit. Of course, there is still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there's so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. Find bets in the new Explore tab. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, Dave Schultz, locked on Sunbelt, your team every day. Uh, my uh, nephew went to the Louisville-Duke game last night. Duke was favored by 14 and a half. They won by 14. Ouch. <laughs> they had a big lead at half. And, in fact, they Louisville made a little run at the end of the half, made a big run to begin the second half. And, you know, Duke, Duke couldn't put it away. Eventually won the game, but... Half a point. Those hooks are tough. All right, let's check out the action that's happening uh, tonight in the Sun Belt. And again, the action isn't all that great. You don't have two teams with winning records playing each other. And that's very just the way it breaks right now. You got Texas State taking on Troy uh, uh, in Troy. Troy 11 and 8, 5 and 2 in the Sun Belt. Texas State just 1 and 6 in the Sun Belt. And I think they've got a depleted roster. Troy, seven and a half point favorite. I would take Troy 
uh, in this one. They did not play particularly well on the road. Uh, lost uh, I think a big lead at Southern Miss. That wasn't great. And uh, had, a, had a tough loss against a rival South Alabama. But, again, big Scott Cross fan, and I would look for Troy uh, to rebound against Texas State, so to speak, uh, tonight. All right, Old Dominion coming off a brutal loss uh, after they got a win. They come off a brutal loss to ULM. They're hosting James Madison. This is an eight-and-a-half-point game, all right? Old Dominion is going to be at the topic of the attendance coming up here. I wouldn't touch this one. JMU should cover this game. It should be a double-digit victory. Easily. It's on the road. Old Dominion is going to be psyched. They'll probably have a pretty good crowd. I wouldn't be surprised if Old Dominion covers. I'd be shocked if they won. But James Madison is going to take care of business. Do they do it by nine or more points? All right. That's one of those iffy ones that got to be careful. All right. Marshall hosting Georgia State. Marshall all of a sudden has hit the skids. They were 4-0 in the Sun Belt. They're now 4-3, and 9-11 and overall. It looked like they had turned things around. Uh, same for Georgia State a little bit. Georgia State started out 4-1 and one in the Sun Belt. They're now 4-3. and three. Marshall, a three-and-a-half point favorite. I mean, Georgia State just got blown out on the road against Georgia Southern. Marshall has just not played particularly well. This is a toss-up game as well. I'll take Marshall because they're at home. I'm not sure if they're covering the three-and-a-half. But I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if Georgia State wins this buck. All right, Coastal Carolina uh, hosting Southern Miss. This should be a Southern Miss game. They're favored by four and a half. We'll see if Andre Corbello, coming from a concussion, and Victor Hart with a bad knee are back. I think it's just like tendonitis or something like that. Uh, it didn't seem to be too serious, but the concussion is obviously serious. Although he's been at the games, and from my understanding, has looked pretty you know, little ZZ top sharp dressed man on the sidelines. Uh, again, I would take Southern Miss in this ball game. Uh, they seem to have turned things around. They're five and two in the Sun Belt, and uh, Coastal Carolina two and five. Tough to win on the road. Don't take it for granted. Uh, but I would take Southern Miss in this even tomorrow. You know, we'll, we'll preview these games tomorrow. You have South Alabama taking on Monroe. Georgia Southern and App State and Arkansas State and the Cajuns. I mean, you only have the best thing you have is Arkansas State and Louisiana are four and three in the Sun Belt. It's very odd. You don't have one matchup with two teams with overall winning records in the Sun Belt. You do have Georgia State and Marshall both four and three in the Sun Belt, so that's something. And then Marshall's nine and eleven. Georgia State's nine and nine, but it is not a great matchup Saturday is the better ball games. South Alabama and Troy. Uh, remember, just Troy, there's going to be 10 days by the time they play, you know, that uh, they just lost to South Alabama. And you do have uh, James Madison and App State. So that's a huge ball game. That's on the deuce, finally, a nationally televised game for the Sun Belt. Uh, that's in lovely Boone, North Carolina. That's Saturday. That'll be a big matchup. Remember, App State uh, beat James Madison in Harrisonburg. Uh, for one of James Madison's two Sun Belt losses, so uh, that is a uh, that's a that'll be a big ball game. So better ball games, better matchups on Saturday than on a Wednesday. All right, let's take a timeout. When we come back, we'll talk about the Sun Belt basketball attendance. It's the new teams leading the way. 
One's a little bit of an unfair advantage, but uh, we will talk about that next. It is Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. All right, uh, special thanks to everybody subscribing. Again, it's continuing to grow. Got a little love from the University Star yesterday. They're doing a great job. Go read that. I mean, it's a pretty, to bluntly put it, uh, there's a difference in my book between uh, Gutsy and Ballsy, and the uh, the editorial in the University Star was pretty ballsy. Not necessarily wrong, but pretty pretty ballsy when you're calling out the, uh, the head football coach and the athletic department and what they did. So check out the University Star uh, on the editorial on GJ Kinney. Uh, but thank you for, uh, the subscriptions and they're came, uh, continuing to go up, right? Softball is not that far away. Baseball is getting closer every day. Uh, so please subscribe on the YouTube channel. Tell your friends and family about it. We try to get the word out. Please, if you see it on YouTube, like it, share it. It's a big help. Uh, and, uh, uh, also don't forget about the audio podcasts, Apple podcasts and Spotify also a big help. Just search Locked on Sunbelt wherever you get your audio podcasts. All right, Dave Schultz, Locked on Sunbelt, your team every day. Let's talk about the Sunbelt basketball attendance. So most of these schools, um, maybe not, you know, they're all relatively the same size. Schools may change, but we're all in college towns, maybe college cities, right? You know, Mobile and Lafayette are kind of, I would say, sister cities, kind of the same thing on two hours away from uh, New Orleans. Um, you know, Georgia State's in the middle of Atlanta, right? That's a major city. Coastal Carolina's Myrtle Beach, if you will. Uh, but mostly they are college towns. Harrisonburg, right? Um, Hattiesburg. Troy, Jonesboro, College Towns. Then you do have Norfolk and Old Dominion. Uh, that they are leading the way with 5,700. Remember, they are not having a good season, right? Up until they uh, came away with a, a big win last Thursday before losing the ULM, they were drawn. They, they I think they've had 6,000 in their last two ball games. That's amazing. The Cajuns were thrilled with 2,500 against JMU, a top 20 team coming into the Cajun Dome. It's been it's been almost twenty. I think it's been twenty years since they've had a top twenty team come into the Cajun Dome, and they're thrilled with twenty five hundred. That's awful. So Old Dominion doing a great job drawing. See if they could win again. They have James Madison coming in. Should be a big ball game, right? A little bit of a rivalry, kind of on opposite sides of the state. But you know, hopefully, yeah, I presume there's a bunch of you know JMU grads in that area. Uh, at one point in time, still may be the case, you know, Norfolk, that area, the Hampton Roads area was the largest metropolitan area in the United States that did not have a major league team. They have some good minor league hockey. They have, I think they still have the Norfolk Tides, AAA, used to be the Mets, are they now the Orioles? So they, uh, they have a lot of people there. Uh, I know it's splintered into different communities, but it's nice to see that they are coming out for college basketball, even th even though the basketball is not all that good. So uh, we'll see. I wouldn't be surprised if they have another 6,000 uh, tonight taking on JMU. Speaking of JMU, they're a top 20 team. They should be drawing well, right? I mean, they were a top 20 team. They lost a couple of ball games, but they're having a fantastic season after their fantastic football season. They're drawing 5,000 a game. That's on average. 
That's average 5,000 a game. That's outstanding. Uh, Marshall uh, up in Huntington, pretty good as well. And they're not having a great season. They started out well in the Sun Belt, but they faltered a little bit. Uh, they they started off poorly in the pre-conference schedule. They're averaging 4,200. Southern Miss, 4,200 as well. They also struggled pre-conference. They're playing better, especially without two of their stars. Uh, and they're drawing well. And they haven't lost in the Sun Belt at home. They've been in the Sun Belt for a year and a half. They haven't lost at home. That's outstanding. And so you have these new teams in the Sun Belt, Old Dominion, JMU, Marshall, and Southern Miss, all drawing over 4,000 on average. Then it gets down to the teams that have been in the Sun Belt and haven't been that great. Why aren't people going to the App State ball games? 2,600, averaging 2,600. They're the second best team in the state. We'll see what happens. I presume it's going to be sold out, the JMU game. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Maybe they had some games over the holidays. I get the one of my buddies that I stayed with when I went to Florida. He went to lovely Boone, North Carolina over the holidays and he went there. All right. So he had a good time. So app States drawn 2,600 Troy, 2,600. You think that would be a little bit better. They started out the season five and out, right? It should grow. That's not very good. Jonesboro. I would going to be interesting to see how that grows over the season. Cause they started out poorly. They're better. Right, they have a huge game against the Cajuns tonight. Uh, that's it, or in, on Thursday. That's again, that's in Lafayette. But we'll see if that seems to grow over the year. And I appreciate this. This is a uh, Fun Belt Sports at Sunbelt underscore Sports on Twitter, uh, where I'm getting these figures from. So I give him a little bit of grief with his power rankings because <laughs> he's got something against Georgia Southern's 0 and 12 start, which is tough to you know comprehend. It's not tough to comprehend. So, uh, but they're better than that. It'll be interesting to see how Arkansas State's attendance grows the more they play and the better record they have, all right? Uh, South Alabama kind of is what it is. They draw well on the weekends. They haven't been that good. They've had some really bad blowout losses. Then they beat Troy. Didn't look particularly good against the Cajuns. Got beat up on the boards. I'm not a team that's very good with the boards. We'll see what happens moving forward. They get ULM. And then they get Troy, but those are on the road. Uh, we'll see. The problem, the same thing happens with the Cajuns. They don't need that much, right? The Mitchell Center doesn't hold nearly what the Cajun Dome does. Like the Mitchell Center, well, maybe it does. The Mitchell Center holds probably nine. I think the Cajun Dome is like 10 or 11. But both those places, you know, if you get three or four in there, it's pretty good, right? Like three or four. Cajuns are, you know, under 2,000, and that is it's pitiful. It just, there's no other way of putting it. These are the defending Sunbelt champions. And certainly it's not the same team and it is year after year. But when you're telling me that 2,500 for a top 20 team is good, you're, you're lost. The report came out that the athletic department lost $8 million last year. I, there would seem to be some simple solutions. They're moving towards that. But 2000 for a game, you know, 2000 a game is just not good. If, if they average, they would have such a huge home court advantage if they average 4000 a game. It really is the case. And when you're telling me it's 2500 is good for a top 20 team, that's not. That's delusional. That's not just, it's just not good. It should be unacceptable. So I don't, there are some answers to do it. We'll see how that works. I don't know about moving forward this year, but. Uh, in ensuing years, Georgia State new arena, also something probably a little small. I'm not even sure if the thing holds 5,000. They're all averaging 
1800 that, you know, trying to build a program there. It's been pretty good in the Sun Belt. Uh, Jonas Hayes, you know, has them going in the right direction. Obviously, they got more wins this year than they had all of last year in the Sun Belt. They had three in the Sun Belt last year. They got four this year. See if they can rebound uh, on the road. A little bit surprising with Georgia Southern, although they did start out 0-12. <laughs> I mean, tough to come out and support a team that's 0-12. They're a little bit better now. They're 4-3 and in the Sun Belt. Uh, they're averaging 1,805. Uh Texas State, only 1,600. It's not a very good basketball team. Coastal Carolina, same thing. And ULM is, you know, they're averaging under 1,000. That could have to do with the arena. And the basketball team just hasn't been very good lately. So that's a thing. But really impressed with the other teams. Now, you know, to compare like an Old Dominion to lovely Boone, North Carolina, that's not really fair, right? Old Dominion, I think, has like a million people in the, you know, in the area. Lovely Boone, North Carolina is lucky if it's 25,000. Whereas, you know, the Cajuns and Mobile and South Alabama both have about 500,000 in the area. They should be averaging three to 4,000, and they're not. And we'll see, you know, not sure what the, what the problem is. Football problem has the same thing with the Cajuns. I'm just not sure. South Alabama is trying to figure out how to deal with, you know, Alabama and Auburn. It is, it is what it is, right? The Cajuns, here's the thing, right? So it's not even LSU men's basketball anymore. The Cajuns are playing tomorrow night. South Car- number one, South Carolina is coming to play Kim Mulkey's LSU women, right? So you get these two teams didn't meet last year because South Carolina got knocked off, I think, by Iowa. So yeah, you're, you know, you're getting a matchup that we didn't get last year, and it, it's good. that's going to be the top sporting event in the state. So it's it's. You know, the defending national champions against the number one team, South Carolina. You know, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a great matchup. And you know, I may even have it on my computer while I'm at the Cajuns game, because why wouldn't you want to watch uh that? So now the Cajuns aren't even going up against LSU men's basketball, they have to deal with uh LSU women's basketball as a draw as well. Uh all right, we will uh we'll recap the uh the Wednesday action uh for the Sun Belt uh, for tomorrow and look ahead to Thursday's matchups as well. Thank you so much for tuning in to a Lockdown Sun Belt, your team every day.